Shotgun. We've got Professor Mike in Ottawa. We've got Super Don Naylor down in Arkansas. It's a beautiful day here in Western Canada. We actually have a heat warning, something that doesn't happen very often. It's supposed to go up to about 30 degrees Celsius today, but we don't complain too much because we get some god-awful winters in this part of the planet. We've got a very interesting show lined up today. We've got a very special guest coming up in the second segment. His name is Chad Alexander. And if yeah, regular listeners of the show remember that uh, last year, approximately six months ago, we did a show on Alberta separating from Canada. Now, my views on that have changed slightly. Due to recent events, I had a very interesting week. I was uh, I appeared as a guest on Reality Radio 101's uh, Rebel Yell with Rebel Media personality Dave Menzoid Menzies and Kevin J. Johnston. And I was brought on to talk about Western alienation and Alberta separation from the Dominion of Canada. And I was attacked by Menzoid. And Kevin tried to keep it together and cordial, but he would not let me get a point out and continually interrupted me. And then he went on to accuse me of being a conspiracy theorist and believing in Sasquatch because I said, and rightly so, that the British crown still rules Canada. Okay, we're going to get into that on today's show, and we're not just going to get into the British crown over Canada, we're going to get into the history of the British crown and what they have done to other countries, how they have affected the map of the world as you know it today, and I want you to think really hard about your own personal freedom. Now, Menzoid said on that show, we need to keep the crown. Oh, really? I mean, listen, first of all, I'm a conspiracy theorist for believing that they do have control over Canada. And then he goes on to say, no, we need to keep it. You can't have it both ways. Now, I'm not uh, mad at him. I don't hate him. But I'm definitely going to take him to task on this. Uh, Chad, Chad Alexander Our guest for today was listening to that interview, and uh, he actually is a friend of mine. He called me up after the show, and he he couldn't believe what he heard. It was amazing. 
So we're going to get into this. I'm going to take him up on it. And actually, I'm going to be doing a YouTube video with Kevin J. Johnston on this topic fairly soon. Now, the rest of the show, when we're done with that, we're going to talk about this CNN Trump meme war. I love it. I think it's so awesome what's happening. I mean, Don, have you been seeing these memes coming out since uh, CNN went after this guy that created the one that they, they were so pissed about? All it's done is cause the people over on Reddit to double down, triple down, quadruple down, because some of the memes that I've seen now as a result of this are absolutely hilarious. And I think it's, I think it's so it's just I, I still haven't been able to wrap my head around the fact that CNN continually just plays right into Trump's hand. Have you noticed this? I mean, Trump just. He, he, he knows how to play the media so well that I, I, part of me wants to believe that when he put this thing out, and the thing is, Trump didn't even create this. He got it from some other yeah. guy made it, right? But yeah. the fact that he tweeted this thing out, just uh, CNN just fell all over themselves just uh, crying about how they're being repressed, right? Well, and then they went on to threaten the maker of the meme on yeah, Reddit with, blackmail. we're going to expose you to the world if, unless total, you apologize. Total blackmail. I mean, it's just, CNN, if they weren't done already with this whole Russia thing and the people having to resign and stuff like that, I just how can they even... Uh, show their face at this point. They've got to be embarrassed at this point. You know what it reminds me of is when they accidentally covered Trump down in New Orleans passing out food to the flood victims. <laughs> right? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's doing something nice, and we really didn't want to show that, and now we don't know what to say because officially we're against him, but uh, here you go. <laughs> you know, I, I have an idea of what we should do when we start talking about this. Probably in one of the breaks, we should start looking at some of the reviews for the CNN apps. I don't know if you guys know this, but oh, yeah. the, the CNN app has gone down to one star, went from four stars to one star since their blackmailing incident. Yep. And there's huge reviews that are actually hilarious. Um, people are reviewing the app and, you know, there's there's all kinds of comedic things. And the only way you could post the reviews if you actually downloaded the app. I mean, of course, people are doing it to troll CNN. But uh, it's pretty priceless. Like CNN, basically, they brought out their own lasso, and they're going to hang themselves now. Well, there's the old joke, how do you hang an idiot? Give him a rope. Give him a rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Mike, I've got a great idea. We didn't discuss this before the show, but uh, in hour two here, when we get into the great CNN meme war, I want you to go pull up some of those reviews and read some of them on air. Uh, you know, scrub them up so that they're air-friendly, but uh, it'd be a great thing to hear them. Now, like I said, we are going to be talking about British influence in the world today. Everybody's talking about globalism, globalists. Uh, that's our problem. Globalists. Justin Trudeau is our problem. No, it's this. No, it's that. I would like to remind everybody that the royal family, or the British crown, I don't know what makes them royal to be quite honest. They audience uh, Honestly, they bleed red too. Okay, they're just people, but they wear funny hats, and uh, you know, it's just crazy. I can't believe that my countrymen have fallen for this brain poison. That if there was no more royal family, uh, the sun wouldn't come up in the morning. And you talk about globalism. Well, what's the old saying? The sun never sh sets on the British Empire. That's never gone away. Now. We're going to get into that hardcore, okay? 
Chad Alexander, my very good friend and host of the New Standard podcast, is going to be joining us after this upcoming commercial break. Also in the second hour, like I said, Kevin J. Johnston might be stopping in here if he's not too busy. He just had a video banned on YouTube, and it's a very important one. Also, we're going to talk about Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, During Saturday morning cartoons, they used to teach you during Saturday morning cartoons about the, the Revolutionary War with Britain in the former British colony known as the United States of America. But you notice that that education is not being put out there. We're faced with this revisionist history where America is responsible for everything wrong in the world. And it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. So 855-660-4261 is the call-in line. Once again, 855-660-4261. Everybody call in and make your voice heard on this. Do you like the British crown? Do you hate the British crown? This is the time that we need to talk about it. We just had Justin Trudeau forget Alberta in a list of provinces at Canada's 150th anniversary last week. This is the time to talk about it. Mike Phillip on American Uck Radio, 855-660-4261. We'll be back with Chad Alexander of the New Standard Podcast after these messages from our syndicator, GCN. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to American Uck Radio. As I said in the first segment, we have got Chad Alexander live with us on the air. As I said again, the call in line is 855-660-4261. I see we have another caller on line two. Stay right where you are. We want to get to you and hear what you have to say. But uh, Chad, how are you doing? Hey, Mike, I'm doing great. It's great to be back on your show again. Well, we're real proud to have you. Now, uh, I was just talking a little bit about how Justin Trudeau forgot. Uh, It's debatable whether he forgot Alberta in that speech for Canada's 150th anniversary. Uh, But this has opened up a can of worms. Now, since that happened, there's been a lot of talk about Western alienation, Western independence, and whether or not we need to stay in Canada, and indeed the nature of being a Canadian and what that means. So uh, let's get into that a little bit, Chad. Let's uh, get your thoughts on it here. Uh, Okay, so it's a little backstory. Back when you interviewed me on your show, I don't know if it was February or March, Right. Um, at the time, I was very pro uh, Alberta joining the United States as a state. Um, I was really kind of forcing that narrative. It seemed like the best thing to do. But uh, a couple of things have happened since then to change my 
opinion on the whole thing. Uh, one of them is just looking at the deep state and the obstructionists that Trump has to face and realizing that that system was created 241 years ago, or it's evolved since 241 years ago. It's a deep, deep swamp. I mean, America is run by lawyers, and they're just crazy makers. They've got you running around. Whether you're trying to sell nutritional supplements and the FDA's all up in your face forcing you to spend millions to uh, pay them off to be able to sell something that actually treats disease, or whether you're just trying to legally immigrate into the U.S. I mean, it's so difficult. Yeah, we and, would be um, inheriting a big mess that uh, Donald Trump is now cl- trying to clean up. So, uh, you know, we've had conversations about this, and I agree with you. We don't want to step in that pile. Uh, so what would be a, a preferable solution? Would be um, to consider creating an independent republic mm-hmm. and base it off of, you know, we'd have to have two main artifacts. One of them would be a constitution core constitutional principles. And I know a lot of Albertans are in favor of the First Amendment and Second Amendment rights and would like to see those in the, as inalienable rights by given by God as opposed to privileges that can be taken away by your monarchist masters at any time, like they are in Canada. So exactly. that's the first thing is coming up with a constitution, and the second thing is coming up with a civil code. Well, exactly. Had, yeah. And we again, can, we can model. Sorry, we keep over talking each other, but uh, I just want to make the point that we can model it after some of the greatest uh, written documents of all time: the United States Constitution and Bill of Rights, the Magna Carta. But we have the edge of new technology. We could be the shining city on the hill, uh, the best republic that the world has ever seen, and and fix the mistakes of the past. Agree, a hundred percent. Um, Albertans got to watch from the sidelines while Trump got elected, and 62 million Americans voted for him. They rose to their feet and and gone back to the core principles of America, freedom and liberty, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, not having some kind of secret oligarchs behind the scenes running the, the halls of power. So we've had to watch from the sidelines, and I think it's got everyone's mouth watering because support for this has done nothing but build and build with every week of um, terrible policy and terrible uh, semantics and terrible posturing coming from the Canadian leadership. So, yes, we would base it on what we've learned from watching other countries make mistakes, other republics make mistakes, namely. And also, another important thing is, is the dynamics of state have changed, and the proof of that is the giant FU that America gave to the old system of politics and government on November 9th, 2016. So it allows the president to communicate directly with his constituents through social media. So now the power actually is with the people. And exactly. that is what future republics, I think this is 1776 all over again. Oh, yeah. In the same way that the American Revolution spread to other countries like France immediately after, it's happening now. And Canada's not going to be around for too much longer. It's headed for a balkanization. It doesn't have the economy of scale of, you know, 320 million people to bridge and create a homogenized culture across the country. These little regions, eventually they're going to break off. So all I'm saying is 
why don't we get ready and create a new form of state? And Alberta can use this to a competitive advantage and become like a super powerful but small and tight republic as opposed well, to being part of confederation that just drains it. Some of the most powerful countries in the history of the earth were very small. I mean, take a look at the British Empire. I mean, you can drive uh, across minute, areas Mike. of London hold in on, uh, Even two hours. How about the yeah. Vatican? What about Greece? No, did you hear me? How about the Vatican? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, geez, that's the size of a parking lot. And look at what they've done for the past 2,000 years. So no doubt. This whole, we often run into this argument with people on Twitter and people on radio shows, <laughs> like with Menzoid, that uh, it's too small and it's landlocked. And it's like, yeah. well, the most, powerful con- the most powerful state for the past 2,000 years, most influential one, is the Vatican. And that's the size of a parking lot. And next would be, like you said, the British Empire. Well, and I'd like to, you know, point out the, the Greek Empire and Alexander the Great. That's a tiny, tiny little island that ruled the better part of the world. And he came from an even smaller country called Macedonia, right? Exactly. So he was a, lot, a lot of it came out of the values of, you know, the culture that Philip and, and, uh, and Alexander had in Macedonia. Right. Hey, so we've got two minutes left here. Tell me what you thought when you heard Menzoid call me a Sasquatch conspiracy theorist talking about the British crown. Two words. Monarchist shill. Yeah. And I just started to question, there's a lot of these, you know, some media outlets, I don't know if I can mention them here in Canada, certain ones that ally themselves with Make America Great Again and... uh they, they, they act like they're rebellious and they really want to represent the unheard people. And then the minute you go on there and suggest we actually do something about it and prepare a new system of a republic, you're immediately turned into a clown yeah. and ridiculed. For wanting your liberty. Yeah. Yeah. No, so at and the end of the, the day, that other media agency is for entertainment. Well, I mean, they've done some good work in the past, and I, I like a lot of the Rebels' work, but uh, that one member specifically at that one time, uh, I, I kind of lost a bit of respect there. And, you know, I've, I've actually gotten a lot of private emails from people who said the same thing. I was on a, another podcast last night called Pirate Radio, and we discussed it there, and the guy just couldn't believe it. They were out of South Korea, and... They just couldn't believe it, uh, what was said. So we're going to get into why I think that Canada is still under British rule. We've got lots of sound bites, and we're going to prove it to you. And uh, we're also going to prove that Sasquatch exists right after this. Mike Phillip with Chad Alexander on American Huck Radio. We'll be back after this network break. Hey everybody, we are back live. This is your host, Mike Phillip, coming at you live from Western Canada. I am very proud to be part of the lineup on the Genesis Communications Network. I've been a listener for a long time. And uh, the circles that we run in around here are great. In many ways, I think that GCN had a big part of the Second American Revolution uh, through some of their programming. 
And I'm extremely proud to be a part of that. Now, we've got Chad Alexander of the... What's your podcast, The New Standard? Can you give people a link for that? Uh, yeah, it's called The New Standard. And you can find that at realnewstandard.com. Great. So I got in a bit of an argument with Dave Menzoid Menzies of Rebel Media on Wednesday about whether or not Canada is still under British rule. Now, I'm going to play a very short soundbite for you all, and I want you to listen to it. And, and this really puts it to bed for me. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada. I want you to listen to that one more time as yeah. if it was not obvious enough. I, Justin P.J. Trudeau, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada. That kind of puts it to bed for me. I mean, he said it himself. He did not bear allegiance to Canada. He gave his allegiance to Elizabeth, Queen of Canada. Now, a lot of people say to me, well, that's just symbolic. That's just symbolic. You know, the Queen, she just uh, cuts ribbons when a shopping mall is opened. And, uh, okay, so uh, if that's the case, mm -hmm. why do we need it? Why so much vitriol if the point that we don't need it? And what if it's actually a lot more insidious than that? Let's think about that. Chad, your thoughts. Go. I mean, if that doesn't completely blow the whistle on the whole thing, <laughs> right? I don't know what does. I mean, let's yeah. just look at our neighbor to the south and <laughs> their oath of office, the president's oath that he took when he was sworn in. I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States and will to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Nowhere in there does it say, I pledge allegiance to the monarch of a remote country. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me. It's uh, such a sophisticated dictatorship. Now, and, and this begs a larger question. Okay, a lot of people are really angry with Justin Trudeau. They're mad at him. Okay, but what if that's all a head fake? What if he runs nothing and you're mad at him and jumping up and down like a monkey trying to figure out a math problem? And that is the face that has been given to you to be mad at while they push policies that go against your rights and the future of your children. Think about that. I mean, that, that's a high level of sophistication. Now, like I said, the United States of America was born 242 years ago in a bloody revolution where they chased the British back to the sea. Canada's birthday was 150 years ago. And it is my thought that the Brits, uh, specifically the Crown, not your average Brit living in, uh, in England... Uh, digging up potatoes or whatever they do. Uh, no, that's the Irish. So, I mean, the crown was facing the loss of all of North America. So they turned around and they made deals with a bunch of elitists 
and landowners or lords and barons in eastern Canada, just like they have always done. Exactly like they have always done. Think about the movie Braveheart. Think about when they tried to make deals with the lords, and if they couldn't, uh, well, let's hear it from Edward Longshanks himself. The trouble with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. <laughs> the trouble with Scotland is that it's full of Scots. And right after that statement, he went on, and I know it's a movie, but listen, this was a historical accuracy. He went on to institute Primo Nocte or the right of first night, loosely translated as a British lord had the right to a young Scottish woman on the first night of her marriage. That is the disgusting, dirty things that these people have done throughout history. Let's talk about the royal, uh, uh, the crown and where they come from. Aren't they originally Transylvanian? Chad? Um, I'm not going to perform myself to be an expert on the origins of the uh, British royal bloodline. Um, I'm more along the lines that I've always been interested in studying uh, revolutions in history. Right. And great military leaders like Alexander the Great, Caesar, and Napoleon. So I look at it from that perspective. So I can't really offer too much in terms of lineage. I'm not really aware of that. So, But what I do know is that from the day that Napoleon started to incite fear in the hearts of British monarchs and oligarchs because he was a young brigadier general who was basically invincible. From that day, um, Britain went to war. I think it was for 20 years they were at war with France for as long as Napoleon was in power. And because they were scared that Napoleon would spread French, enlightened, uh, Republican, uh, French Revolution values across Europe, and then eventually that would come home. It would not only it would do two things. It would come home to burn Britain itself with its own monarchy and cause an uprising, but also it would hurt Britain's holdings across Europe with the spirit of revolution. Right. Because up until that point, they had, they had their own lords in these other countries that they could make deals with. If you go to the big library in London, you can see letters between uh, English royalty in different areas and regions where they would barter over land. Okay, we're going to have a war, and we're going to let so many people die, and we will lose... And then after a few years, we'll, we'll have another war, and that land will go back to you, but it'll all stay under us. And those are the games that they play. You can read those letters. They're still around. I mean, this is the game. So go on with what they did with Napoleon and what happened there. And, and I mean, why we think of him today the way that we do. Okay, first of all, the reason why people think Napoleon was a short, ugly-looking guy is because of British propaganda. Um, it was listed that he was five foot two, which is true, but the different size of feet between Britain and England meant that Napoleon actually was what we would know as five foot six. So he was an average height male for that time. He wasn't even short. Um, he had very fair features. It wasn't until later in his life that he was kind of gray looking and down, pallid and downcast when he was exiled to St. Helena. And uh, that was after the second time he abdicated the throne of the Emperor of France. 
Um, he had kicked, well, the Bourbons were kicked out by the Jacobins, but they had returned to the throne after one of Napoleon's big military losses. But throughout Napoleon's history, he was always very humane with the victims. Um, whether he went into, went into Egypt in the Middle East or uh, whether it was taking back Italy and bringing that into the French Empire, um, he was always very humane. And he actually said, uh, you know, no torturing. A man will say anything when he's under torture. Napoleon was spreading the values of, you know, brotherly love, fraternity between uh, human beings, liberty and freedom. And then at the end of his days, when he was he put himself on the ship, uh, the British ship, when they were pursuing him with their very powerful British Navy, and he threw himself on the, himself on their mercy, he expected to be treated the same way. But he wasn't. He was neglected, put on this island further from any other landmass than any other island is on the planet for the sole purpose of making sure he was forgotten. And he ended up dying of stomach cancer because of the way they treated him when he was in their care. Sounds like more of the same from these people to me. Mike with Chad Alexander, Super Don, and Professor Mike in Ottawa. We'll be back with more American Ock Radio after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Now for something completely different. Oh, what fresh hell is this? American Duck Radio. We're back, everybody. And the callers that I have on lines two and three, I really appreciate you calling in, but we absolutely are stressed for time here. Ronnie in Nevada, Mary in Oregon. If you want to just stay on the line and listen right now, I cannot get to your calls this hour. We're just stretched. But we really appreciate you. Uh, Ronnie in Nevada, you're the most hilarious caller on any radio show ever. So, listen, we were talking with Chad uh, Chad Alexander before this break. Uh, he was getting into the things that happened between the British Royal Crown and Napoleon in the Napoleonic Wars. And you were talking about... The Napoleonic Code and some of the things that he did. Mike's got a few little fun facts about Napoleon as well. So, Chad, get back to where you were there. Yeah, one of the um, obstacles that we face with any idea of Alberta going its own way, whether it's a republic or some other form, is, well, what about legal codes and things like that? Are we going to adopt British common law and... I mean, Napoleon created the Napoleonic Code in four years. And from what I just read in his biography uh, by Andrew Roberts, Napoleon the Great, Napoleon did most of the work himself. Like, the guy was just, he was an absolute animal of productivity. And uh, if he could do that in four years, with our research tools that we have available now with the web, it can be done in less time than that. And I mean, right. 
it should in some way dovetail with the fact that we have a whole new technological environment in 2017 that we didn't have 500 years ago when our Canadian system was conceptualized back in England. I guess I'm not sure when this constitutional monarchy came in. Was it the Glorious Revolution in the 1600s? Uh, well, in I mean, England? we were always under English rule. I mean, uh, no, but I mean, of- before Canada, I mean, in England, I think the idea of a constitutional monarchy was, again, a compromise of an abortive revolution. Oh, through the Magna Carta. Constitutional monarchy, though? The constitutional part of it? Yeah, I mean, well, that's just a word that they put on what they'd always been doing. <laughs> you okay, know what I'm saying. I All mean, right. you know, you got to look at it that way. It was just—it's just a play on words, so that you think you have freedom. But uh, I, I just—and it kills me when I see Canadians rushing to the airport because. Prince Harry is landing, and they're all cheering and crying like he did something for them. And I'm thinking to myself, what a bunch of idiots you look like. Why do you need to have a king or a queen? I mean, and like I said at the beginning of the show, this is basic personal freedom. And anybody who, you know, you just mentioned that people say to you, well, no, we can't make new laws. We have to do things the way they've always been done. Who stole your spirit? Who took your heart out of you? Who stole your spirit? When I heard you talking to Menzoid the other day, that was the first thing I thought. I just listened to Menzoid for the first hour of the show, bash uh, Trudeau and bash all these decisions that the liberal government has made in the spirit of, like, rebellion and whatever principles he embodies. And then as soon as you suggest maybe there's a better way of life than this one that we've been sunk in for generation after generation maybe there's a better way and boom you just get railroaded yeah yeah it was amazing actually i was going to grab that interview i just got an email from kevin j johnston and he could not get the mp3 audio of that from reality radio 101 but we're going to have it about midnight tonight so we're probably going to I'm thinking I'm going to play some of those clips next week. We'll see. Uh, There'll be a lot of time gone by. Let's think about the concept of a king or monarch, even in the first place. And I think that uh, Monty Python put it best. I order you to be quiet. Order? Who does he think he is? (laughs) I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Well, how do you become king, then? The Lady of the Lake. Her arm clad in the purest shimmering Samite held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. (laughs) I mean, Monty Python had it right. (laughs) One of the big things that Napoleon railed against was he was one of the only guys to ever arrest a sitting pope (laughs) and remove him from the Vatican, but he was against all this superstition, whether it was coming from the Vatican or whether it was coming from, like, what you just played. The reason why we're royal is because we found the sword and pulled it out of a stone, and every time we coronate a new sovereign, they sit on top of the stone of scone, and that carries (laughs) on, and all these imbued artifacts, imbued with power, and all this superstitious magic and everything like that. I mean, come on. How many years ago was the Enlightenment? And this is why I love Napoleon. And we have Donald Trump, who is in a similar position, where a new freedom is rebooted, but he can't do it all himself. I mean, we have to 
we have to do our part as well. And you have to open your mind to the idea that there's just something better than this dusty old constitutional monarchy of this federation that's frayed at the edges, this confederation, barely holding together. Yeah. Yeah. Canada is too big of a landmass for a central government uh, to actually represent everybody equally. It is impossible. And if you look at the situation with our constitutional monarchy, parliamentary system, uh, the, the area where I live, Alberta, we have no say in the governing of this country. And let me double down on that. If you think you're going to change that and make everything better by voting conservative next federal election, you're still under the same damn system where yep. somebody like a Trudeau can get in and exert this power over you. And think about what I'm afraid it. Of, Mike. I'm actually afraid of, of Trudeau being voted out of office. You know why, Mike? Well, because everybody will get complacent again. Because you know Canadians have the disease of complacency. And as soon as Trudeau's gone, oh, oh, relief. And then you know what will happen five years later, four or five years later? We need to vote this next guy out. He's got to go. It just never ends. You know why we're never satisfied? Because our very system, the very DNA of the Confederation is cancer. He's rotten. All around the Mulberry Bush, the monkey chased the weasel. It was aborted. It was aborted halfway and compromised in the form of a constitutional monarchy. Now, Mike, I just got some. One of my researchers sent me a great page here kingscrest.com. So, do you know that uh, Margaret Trudeau, just the the mother of the Prime Minister of Canada, that she was a Sinclair? Have you heard of the Sinclair Center in Vancouver? It's a big mall. I've heard, I've heard of them, but uh, go ahead. Educate us. We've only got a little bit of time left, so get into her. Well, they're a pretty powerful family, but I just want to show the ties between Justin Trudeau and monarchy and oligarchy. William Sinclair of Orkney, a descendant of the first William Sinclair of Roslyn, as in Roslyn Temple, and of Harry Sinclair, Earl of Orkney, was born in 1776 in Hooray Parish, Orkney Islands in the map of Scotland below, a chain of islands which has played a major role in the Sinclair family since 13th century. He came to Rupert's Land, Canada, and the Hudson and with the Hudson Bay Company in 1792. So, like, if you look through her line, her bloodline, oh boy, it leads directly back into the pool of blood with the monarchs. So no wonder no he pledged kidding. allegiance to the queen. Right. That, that actually, that's a real eye-opener. I'm glad that you brought that up. Absolutely. What, what's the name of that website? Um, it's one of those sites where you look up the uh, crests of different families. Okay. So it's a really okay. long URL. But the guy is called William Sinclair of Orkney, O-R-K-N-E-Y. Well, listen, if everybody, if you head over to AmericanUckRadio.com, that's AmericanUckRadio.com, we posted a link to a website called FreeAlberta.com. Now, if you go there and you start reading through FreeAlberta.com, this is the best dissertation on reasons for Alberta wanting to get out of this uh, this rat trap known as Canada. Uh, it is the. It, I mean, there is reason after reason after. I, it, it, there's too many to go into. Uh, we were actually going to... I was going to use a lot of these points that I wasn't allowed to get to on Rebel Yell, 
Uh, but if you go there and read some of the things on this website, your head will spin at the very idea that an Albertan would want anything to do with Ottawa. I mean, for real. That's a great website. That is a great resource that you found in that website. I love that site. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't get out of it. And, and you know what? I think a lot of the information is from 2003, but they go right back to Confederation and how the federal government in Ottawa has always given Alberta the screw job. They've put tariffs on us. They've charged us, charged us double for transportation with farm equipment. They've, they've just always put the screws to Alberta. So unless you have Stockholm Syndrome, it's time to think about something better. Chad, thanks for joining us in this first round. Uh, hour of the show. I want you to just stick around and keep uh, giving us some points for the next hour. Mike, Mike, Super Don, and Chad Alexander on American Uck Radio will be back after this hard break. Stick around.